Welcome to Gen Z Hoops, the Gen Z basketball coaching and sports business show. On this podcast, you'll learn from professional players, coaches, and executives from all over the world and see the court in a brand new way. And now, joining you courtside, your Gen Z host, John Hartafillis. Hi, Batuli. What's going on? Hi, how are you? Great, great. So happy to have you on and get to talk to you. I remember uh, we were in the call for uh, Champions for Philanthropy and it was it was great hearing from you there and, and, and your story and everything you've done. And I'm so happy to be able to just further that conversation on this podcast. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Awesome. So just to start off, I mean, I kind of, uh, this, this being a basketball podcast, I'm curious as to obviously your decision to go to UConn and play the best program in, in over for the last few decades. What was that decision kind of like for you? It was definitely uh, not one of the easiest decisions I've made. And usually because, you know, it's the right decision to make. And I think that's usually the, the challenge that we're up against. And coming out of high school and, and just being recruited, I it was between Kentucky and UConn. And um, initially I chose Kentucky and then, and then went to UConn, which is the best decision of my life. And I just learned so much. And I wanted to be a part of a, a great program who had a long tradition um, and rich culture. And I think I definitely found that at UConn in a great sisterhood. So usually we know the best decision to make and it just takes the courage to make it. Oh, 100%. And obviously we could have a, this whole podcast could be about that, but there's, you've done so many other things <laughs> since then. So there's obviously so much other stuff we have to get to and talk about. But one thing I did want to ask though, what were kind of some of those best moments or experiences that, that you had when you were playing for that program? I would say there are so many moments to look back on. And the first would be, you know, kind of our first final four. Um, it didn't end the way we wanted to, but the experience overall was just absolutely incredible. Just going from, you know, now you're in season to now March Madness and the mindset and the drive and everything that changed um, and seeing our vets really lead the way was was really just something that I would never forget, especially as a freshman. And the second would be senior night, you know, such a special night to be able to look back four years and say, wow, that was definitely a journey and I've grown through it all. And to be able to share that moment with your family, with your coaches and with fans is something unforgettable. That's fantastic. And obviously, it's so great to think about all those moments you had on the, on the playing field, but everything you've done mm-hmm. off the court is just is, is just uh, mind blowing all the cool things you've done. Um, kind of. Uh, so, uh, so for those who don't know, an NGO is a non government organization. What was it like starting that so close to after after leaving after leaving UConn and, and, and going into that field? It has always been a passion project for me. In 2017, I went to Guinea, West Africa. And I just went to do basketball camps and visit my family. And I didn't know that my life and my purpose was on the other side of that trip. And I came back and I think I was visibly different and everyone knew that. So once I graduated, it seemed like a perfect and an easy kind of alignment and next step for me in my journey. As I said, it's something close to my heart, something that I want to do for the rest of my life, which is to empower young girls and women through sport, education and leadership programming. So it, it was, it has been an amazing journey. I definitely didn't expect it to be where it was today, uh, but it is something that I love so much and so thankful to be a part of. That's great. And you touched on it a little bit there, but what, who are some, what do you draw that inspiration from to keep doing what you're doing? Right. So I, I also didn't mention it's wake is, is short for women and kids empowerment. Um, and so for me, I'm easily inspired by everyday people like you doing this podcast is absolutely inspirational to me because I know how much work it takes to to do this and just countless women in my life who have mentored me like my mom, 
uh, my mentors, my coaches who have come along the way and um, empowered women who have empowered me and taken the time to really support me. That keeps me going. And definitely my young girls all over the world who just have amazing and big dreams and who tell me all the time, I just want the ability to fight for my dreams. I think that's so powerful. And every single day that I wake up, I'm just like, this is a day um, that they haven't stopped and I, I have no excuse to stop. And, and so I feel like we're in this together and everything that I do is for them. And, and I know vice versa, they're, they're fighting to be better for themselves and for their family and for their communities. Wow, that is just such a powerful message. Um, on that note, in terms of some of the things you're doing with, with Wake recently, I saw on your Twitter, um, the whole thing with, I saw GSW, I thought that was gold. GS, that was a global sports week. Um, no, definitely. Um, yeah, so for the GSW, that was a recent um, amazing accomplishment that I'm so thankful for, which is for global sport week, being able to pitch the program and the project that we're doing in Guinea. So I'm, I'm super excited about that and to be able to talk in front of so many people who are in the sports field and who are interested in the work that we're doing. Of course. And then it's not the first time you've been nominated for something and hopefully you have the similar success um, with, it, with this opportunity as you did with getting on Forbes 30 under 30. So congratulations on that. That's fantastic. Um, what did that process look like? Um, who, were you contacted? Like, how did that whole thing work and get in landing on that list? And, and what does that mean to you? Thank you so much. And I think so often we talk about, you know, all of our successes. And I was just talking to someone today and they're like, Tula, you're just posting all your amazing accomplishments. And soon I'm just going to post all my failures because there are so many rejection letters that I wake up and I check my email and I'm like, all right, you know, like, and life just goes on. But um, I definitely probably need to make a post about that as well. But in regards to Forbes starting at 30, that process was something I wanted to do and apply for years ago. And I just, you know, always missed the deadline. And, and for this time, you kind of, there are different ways where you, whether you're nominated or self-nominate um, and then going through that process and they kind of contacted and they're like, you know, tell us more about what you're doing. And then from there, they, they select. So just thankful to be a part of an amazing group of people. Of course, that's great, great company that you're in. And, and it's amazing to, to see that. I remember when I saw that on LinkedIn, I, I was like, Oh wow, that's so cool. Um, that, that really uh, stood, out, stood out to me. And it's such a cool thing. Um, so how do you come up with all these incredible ideas kind of to do all these things? Like, was it something that you've always had in mind? Did, were you kind of pivoting and in, in figuring all this stuff out? Where did, where did all these come from? I was just always a dreamer. I always say, you know, at an early age, I learned, you know, history lessons instead of fun facts. So I always just kind of, I think, walked around with this amazing awareness. And I also had amazing people like my mentor, Shanae, who really allowed me to be curious. They never stopped me from being curious and always said, you can do whatever you want, but never forget to do the work. The work is irreplaceable. And everything you wanna do and anything you wanna be a part of is gonna be an absolute grind. You have to give all of yourself to, to it and to whatever you wanna do. And so that was, that felt like the formula to success, like a lot of prayer and a lot of work. And I was like, okay. And, and so a lot of these dreams that, you know, people see are things that I want to do. Like I said, for Forbes, that was something I wanted to apply to two years ago. So there's so many things that people are seeing now that have been my nonprofit four years in the process. You know, it takes four years to be an overnight success um, that have been, you know, the work and the, and the, and the, the heart that has been put into it. So I, I would say for, for a lot of it, it just the ability to dream, to have amazing people who support me in my circle um, and to just show up every day and do the best that I can and lots and lots of prayer. <laughs> you know, that, yeah, of course. That, that's incredible to think about all that. One thing I also want to ask you about was, was the children's book you wrote. And, and, and that's another idea that, of course, you're, you're, you're waking up, you're, you're a dreamer and you came up with something else that's, that's super unique. Um, what, did, what did that look? I mean, obviously, it's, that's so unique and cool. And 
Um, what did that look like in in deciding? Okay, I, 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 everything you do is so professional and so mature. I mean, to put it in in that sense of it's for adults to then now to give that same lesson to children. I just strongly believe children are the future. I work with children every single day. They absolutely brighten my world, and I think. From when I look back to myself at a young age, it was those people who poured into me. It was the books that I read in an early age. It was the Matildas. It was this world that I was able to create through books um, to, to experience the world at large and wanted to do that for kids at a young age. And, you know, there are some concepts that I feel like they can grow with, which is what I love and that parents reading this can reflect deeply as well. And I just, again, remember how much of an impact books had on me as a young kid. And I wanted girls to pick up this book and say, you know, I'm diverse. I'm, I may have unique abilities, but there's a place in sports for me because I feel like sports is a vehicle for change. And I don't think we highlight um, enough people in it. You know, those who really are passionate about sport, I don't think we highlight them enough. And I think they, their voices deserve to be amplified. And I hope that this book can do that for them. Wow, that's t t that, that goal kind of just wrapped up in, in that book. It's, it's so beautiful and it's so great that that's able to be passed on. It's such a, a, a complicated lesson, but you're able to pass it on to children who can then grow up with that and, and, and pass those ideas along because they, they are the future. Uh, yes. Through um, all, so what, what kind of, what's kind of next for you? It's kind of crazy we're talking about all these things that, that have happened in the past and, and obviously still being so young. I mean, imagine the, th the things you're going to do in the next year, let alone the next five years or the, or the next week, let's say, as opposed to the next <laughs> year. Um, so what do all those things look like for you coming up? I am so excited about, you know, what the future holds right now. I'm in Spain and we have three more months of our season and we have a game coming up. So that's like first and foremost. Um, and then the second aspect of that would be for Waken. I'm so excited. I think infrastructure is such a huge and important place for, for kids. You know, I just remember being in New York, there's a basketball court at every block. You literally turn the corner, basketball court. And so, you know, kind of an, an easy way to get into the game. And, and when you go to Guinea, um, we're at a point now in, you know, 2021 where we have no indoor basketball court, like no full indoor basketball court. And so right now we're working on a series of infrastructural projects, which is so exciting and working to renovate a few courts just to give kids the ability to play and in areas where they may not have any, be able to build courts and then hopefully, you know, work down, work along the line and, and build a safe space for young girls in basketball court where they can learn, grow and build community. So that's what we're working on. Um, definitely a different set of skills and a, and a lot of work. But, but again, I think just having places to gather and build community are so important. And I know that's what basketball courts did for me across New York. I know that, that, that's so cool to think about. And it's a great initiative to be a part of. And it's crazy to think about how different things are like that all over the world. Um, one thing I, I really wanted to ask you about that, I remember it was, it was a quote that you had on the Champions event was, um, mm -hmm. I stand as one, but I come as 10,000. So mm -hmm. that one, when you said that, it really it really got me. Obviously I wrote it down. I just say in terms of like, it's, that's so great. Um, that, that quote really stood out to me and we we're talking about it all these weeks later. Um, what did that, in saying that it's so powerful, especially coming from, from someone that is so involved in, in these efforts, what, that, what does that quote mean to you? I absolutely love that quote. And I remember I heard that quote, I think it was about a week before I was presenting my TED talk and it wasn't initially in it, but 
I just wanted something all encompassing. And I was listening to like Oprah Soul Sunday and Maya Angelou quoted it. And I said, this is it. This perfectly represents, you know, what I, what I, what I stand for. You know, you hear Ubuntu, I am because we are, but this was just something so much more visual. Like I stand as one, but I, I come as 10,000 and seeing all the girls behind me, all the communities that I represent and being able to go to Guinea and have young girls see me as mirrors and windows into their life and saying, now I, I, I can dream this. You know, and we don't think about it as college athletes, we're, how impactful we are. You know, at such a small time on such a small platform, you have kids who really look up to you, um, who years down the line, you may forget them, but they won't forget you. And that's another part of it. And now you think about, you know, the WNBA and the stance that they've taken. Um, we we create ripple, ripple effects and we are all, um, you know, pioneers of our communities, you know, of, of millions of people, of your family and, and generations to come who you are now standing and saying, you know, this is who I am and continuing that dream. So I think it's so powerful as, you know, sports and microcosm for life and everyone being able to say, you know, this is my community, this is who I stand for and being able to bring that together through sport, I think is so powerful. Wow. I mean, wow is almost all I could say to that. And it's, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. Well, first thing I was going to say, I, I was, I get, I, I thought you came up with that quote. I was, I was kind of giving you a little credit. I there. feel it so deeply. I think I did. I know. <laughs> Honestly, the way you explained it in the way you explained it in the call and the way you're explaining it right now, it feels as if that quote like embodies who you are. So yes. that's kind of that's kind of what I took away from it, um, which is great. But I mean, um, can you kind of tell our listeners kind of how they can kind of further connect with you and, and keep up with all the great stuff you're doing over the next few days, let's say, or weeks or whatever, whatever timetable we'll put on it? Yes, uh, definitely. There's so many different platforms and whatever you feel most comfortable with, but I'm definitely urging people to make the extra step, you know, follow the content, but also reach out to learn more um, as I'm happy to share. And so will our team be so happy to share the work that we're doing and how you can be a part of it. And, and first to Instagram for me, Tuli, uh, T-O-O-L-Y-Y-Y. I know you work your media magic um, as well as Wake on Instagram and we're on LinkedIn, we're on Twitter and, and just really happy and looking forward to connecting with everyone. Oh, awesome. Um, thank you so much for coming on. This was, this was great. Awesome. I mean, I've, I've never been so inspired from a podcast before. Um, normally we're talking about basketball the whole time. I've never really thinking about mm -hmm. the world kind of at large. So thank you so much for sharing those insights with us. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Thanks for listening to Gen Z Hoops. Make sure to follow, like, and subscribe on Instagram, LinkedIn, and all major social media platforms at Gen Z Hoops. You can tune in and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and every other podcast platform on the planet. Get ready for the next episode.